Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Praise the Lord. Merry Christmas to all. Hallelujah. Man, I, this is so cool. I couldn't remember the last time we actually, uh, that Christmas actually fell on a Sunday. Um, but man, I wish it was every year because this is so beautiful, so wonderful for us to be together. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So today's message, I think, would be best if we momentarily focus on the fact that there was this great prophecy. It, it's been uh, mentioned or read already three or four times. And the reason why I'm saying that is because when you read a prophecy in the scriptures, prophecies reveal the heart and purpose of God. So when you think about a day like Christmas Day, if you read the prophecies, what you're getting is the heart and the purpose of God, the why this great thing has happened. Why did the Son of God come and be born uh, uh, um, in a manger of a virgin, homeless, but why did he come? And why did the angels announce? And why did the Magi worship? So, so the Bible tells us about this. And if we could for a moment imagine ourselves just like the shepherds kind of getting this news. There were shepherds on duty that night, and they were watching the sheep, and many, many angels came. I'm going to read it to you in a moment. And, and when the angels showed up, they actually were afraid because of the awesomeness of their glory. And fundamentally, the angels were saying, look, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid because we've got some good news for you. The king has come. How many are thankful that the king chose to come? Hallelujah. Fundamentally, they were saying, it's time for the world to receive her king. The Jesus came to be our king, a special type of king. But it was, it's time for the world. What is Christmas all about? Christmas is about the world receiving her king. I love the, the, the song by Isaac Watts. Do we have that? Listen, joy to the world. Why? Everyone, the Lord is come. Read this with me. Let earth receive her king. One more time. Let earth receive her king. It's time to receive the king. That's what it was all about. And what I want to do is read the prophecy and the actual fulfillment on that night and talk to you about what I feel is one of the great gifts and yet one of the great mysteries for every human being, for every child of God. Before I unpack, let me just read. Let's begin with Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9 says, for to us, for to us, for to us a child is born. To us, everybody say, that's me. 
to us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father everyone prince of peace and of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end that was the prophecy that was the word this is telling us who and what we're called to receive then luke uh, chapter 2 we're going right to the moment when the angels speak to the shepherds. In verse 8 it says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. Because I bring you good news. Everybody say good news. I bring you good news that will cause, that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. A little bit more. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, uh, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, everyone, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Hallelujah. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, and this, you know, this has jumped out to me this year more than never before, okay? And if you're, if, if you're like uh, um, not used to going to church or if you don't even understand Christmas, can I tell you something? This is a great line for you to contemplate and meditate on. They said, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so there was a prophecy five, six hundred years before Jesus is born. And then on the night, the prophecy is actually fulfilled. The son of the most high God was born of a virgin. And he was there lying in a manger. And the reason he came was so that the earth could receive their king. And whoever would receive their king, they would find everything that they need. Whoever would receive their king would, under, would receive a father, would receive a counselor, would receive peace, would receive a leader that would guide. His government will never end. We, when we receive the king, we receive everything. So we've been on this series talking about home for Christmas. Home is a person. Yes, and, and home is us going on a journey. And today, home is where we receive. Anybody ready to receive? from the king of glory hallelujah now let me tell you why I think this is so special I was sharing this with the staff in my mind you know I am a, a, a student of, of you know biblical history obviously a student of the Bible I think about Abraham 
I think about David. I think about Moses and Peter and Paul. And I'm like, why was it, Lord, that they could experience so much provision, so much protection? Like Abraham did all of these things that were like not good. You know, the father of our faith, he, he kind of, he, he had some really ugly decisions in his life. How could a guy like David, who did some great things as a leader, but also he did some dirty, low-down, uh, rotten things? You know, Peter, after being with Jesus for three years, he denied him three times and started calling down curses. Paul persecuted the church. How is it possible that men like these, that women like these, all throughout history could, could be so blessed by God? Let me tell you why. It's because they developed the ability to receive. Those who can receive from God. Okay, those who could understand that there's a king of glory who loves us that much that he sent his son, his son to die for us, to forgive us, to be with us. Anyone that would say, I receive, then all things are possible. What does it mean to receive? To receive means to accept for oneself. Okay, when the Bible says to us a son is given, it means to accept for oneself. To accept for oneself. It's like for you. What, does, what do you need and what does God have for you if you're watching online? What do you need and what does God have for you? Well, I've got news for you. You have to receive it. Okay, to take possession or delivery of something. This past Tuesday, we had such a wonderful prayer meeting, and at the end of the, at the, end of the meeting, uh, a gentleman who I hadn't seen in about three or four years, Chrissy and I were here talking to people at a mingle, and uh, the guy began to literally prophesy and speak about things that only Chrissy and I know about, and there were promises of God and he prayed over us. He prayed protection over us. And there, was, there were all of these words of life. And at a certain point, we're standing there in the back. And all Chrissy and I could do, Olivia was standing there with us too. All Chrissy and I could do was say, we receive, we receive, we receive. If you can receive, despite who you think you are, despite what you think you deserve, all things are possible. How many want to receive from God like never before? The state of so many relationships, the, the, the state of so many marriages, friendships are all based on how you and I receive. The biggest issues of life have to do with our ability to receive. Listen to what... what uh, um, Charles Spurgeon said, he said, there is no unfathering Christ and there is no unchilding us. He is everlastingly a father to those who trust in him. 
You cannot unfather Christ. Even if we live like enemies, he is our father. We cannot stop his love. We will be his children. Hallelujah. To the very last day. Because that's who he is. The question is, will we receive? You know, I love when people say, yeah, the reason I don't go to church is because uh, uh, I don't want the building to fall on everyone. You just don't get the love of God. You just don't understand. So it's funny, every year there's at least one article that talks about unredeemed gift cards. Okay, and if you got one of those and you want to give it to me, I'll take it, okay? <laughs> so listen to this. 47% of Americans have at least one unused gift card, voucher, or store credit totaling, totaling $21 billion nationwide. Okay, imagine all of that which is unredeemed. Can I tell you, Jesus Christ is the most unredeemed gift in all of history. Anybody here ready to, to receive? No one should be lonely. No one has to live in depression and discouragement and defeat. He is the friend that sits closer than a brother. He is the father. Hallelujah. He's the lover of our soul. He's the God of freedom. He's the God of breakthrough. He's the God of joy. He's the God of peace. Hallelujah. He's the God that will make you laugh when it doesn't make sense. You ever find yourself in a jacked up situation and you just start laughing? Hallelujah. It's because there's a joy that this world doesn't even know. You see, he can do that. So I want to spend the next few moments talking about Receiving, and here's what I want to say. In the kingdom of God, Christmas is every day. That's not a cliche. We give, this whole gift giving thing is because our heavenly father gave us the greatest gift. Okay, in the kingdom of God, Christmas is every day because every day we can receive from our heavenly father. How many would say amen? Could you put your hands together? Hallelujah. If you're here and you're a skeptic or an atheist or whatever, let me tell you something. My brother or my sister, you can't put the love of God in a test tube. You can't put it under a microscope. But you can see the manifestation of the glory and power of Christ. He really did show up. He really did go to that cross because he loved us. Anybody thankful for the amazing love of God? He rose from the dead in power. Hallelujah to the king of power and glory. How do you know he was the son of God? He rose from the dead in power. If you doubt the virgin birth, he rose from the dead in power. If he rose from the dead in power, he could be born of a virgin. Jesus is the one and only. A lot of other lead philosophers, lead opinionators, uh, uh, people have influencers, but Jesus is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. He is worthy to be followed. And only Jesus can look into your heart and know what's in your heart and transform the human heart. 
No one you follow on Instagram can do that for you. Come on. Hallelujah. Lord, help us to learn how to receive. Just know this. If you're watching online, whoever you are today, no matter where you've been, no matter what, what you've done, if we can just learn how to receive. He did it all. Just receive. Okay. So, what does he want us to receive? Not just on Christmas, but every day. Number one, he wants us to receive love. We need to learn how to receive love. You gotta, you gotta get to the place where you can receive love. Love, the receiving love starts with receiving the gospel, receiving the good news. And when we receive the good news, brothers and sisters, what is the good news? Jesus came, lived a perfect sinless life, and then there was a trade. It was a universal trade. What was the trade? The trade was my guilt, Al Toledo's guilt, Al Toledo's judgment for his righteousness, his love, his goodness. There was a trade. He was punished so that I could be declared free. He was punished so every single one of us could be declared free. How many are thankful that he paid the price for our freedom? Hallelujah. But you have to receive it. You have to receive that. Listen, I remember when I first became a Christian and I was sitting in church, right? I wasn't in, in the ministry. I was just a baby Christian and something stood out to me. It's like a little story that the pastor told. And here's what he said. He said, so I was talking to this congressman and here's what the congressman said to him. And baby, you're here. Okay. And you feel this way. The congressman said, okay, pastor. So let me get this straight. What you're saying is that we write all of these laws and these, these, a, a criminal breaks the law. So he, he, he kills someone. He's given 25 years to life. Or he does something that plus more. And you're telling me that criminal can get on his knees and ask Jesus for forgiveness. And before the court of heaven, he's not guilty. My father-in-law said, that's right. And here's what he said. He said, I can't accept it. You see? But here's the problem. If there isn't a merciful God, who can forgive us? Who can do it? The Bible says no one is righteous, not even one. And so there's this magnificent story. God watches all mankind destroying itself. The next time you see something crazy, don't you dare criticize God. That's us. That ain't God, that's us. Somebody say amen. What's miraculous, amazing is that he came to save us from our sin. He came to save us from ourselves. How do you get saved? You receive 
the love of God. And if you could just receive God's love, you become healthy, you become whole, you become happy. When we really receive the love of God, there is great transformation that takes place. You mean I just get better by accepting the forgiveness of God? I just get better by putting my faith in what he did for me? Absolutely, whom the sun sets free, hallelujah, is free indeed. Anybody thankful for the freedom of Christ? Hallelujah. Just accept the love of God. And listen, I need to say this. When we learn to accept the love of God, we can learn to accept love from other people. Why are marriages stuck? You know why? It's because we can't receive. Someone hurts us, and after they hurt us, we just can't receive love from them. You see, but when you've received forgiveness from God, then you can give forgiveness and receive love. The secret to restoration of marriage is you've got to be able to receive forgiveness. Okay, the reason our friendships are all jacked up, think about how many people have been divided over politics, over positions, over all kinds of things in the last three or four years. Look, if a church hurt you, if a pastor hurt you, if a leader hurt you, could I, for, could I apologize for them and could I just say, please accept forgiveness and get free. Come on, reach out and love someone. Let it be over already. Let the war in your house be over. Jesus died to stop the wars. Just receive the forgiveness of God. Receive the love of God. When you receive God's love and you realize what he did for you, whatever anybody did to you, it's like, it's all good. It's all good. How many know it's time to accept the love of God? It will change everything in us and around us. I can't do it. Yes, you can. If you receive. When we receive the love of God, we become someone that we're not. I don't know how else to describe it. Okay? I don't know how else to describe it. Who are you? Well, that is not you once you receive. You just, you can, you look at people differently. You have more compassion and more mercy. It makes me think of, there's a story in the Bible where a woman comes and she's weeping. This is, this is all the world right now. Imagine, the Bible is so powerful, it takes one story and it describes all of, all of society, all of culture, for all times. So there's Jesus, the son of the most high God is sitting in a room, it's like a party. And all of the big wigs are there, you know. I got invited once to, to pray over a, you know, to pray over this prayer breakfast. And there were all these high power people there and people from the news. And it was like perfect. And, and then Jesus is there. Right? Everybody's worrying about looking good and how much they have it together. And then Jesus is there. And a woman comes in in the midst of all of that dressed up, fancy, nice walk beautiful place, beautiful tableware. Here she comes. She falls at his feet and she weeps over his feet and she washes his feet with her tears. She dries it with her hair. And here's what the people are doing. They go, oh my goodness, what a, how undignified. Okay, so look, 
There's the way men think about things. There's the way you see things. But what about the way God sees things? So look, so God says to all of them, because remember, Jesus always knows what you're thinking. So if you think that he doesn't, he does. <laughs> In fact, he knows what you're going to think even before you think it. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's got you. You can run, but he can't hide. But he's got you. But let's, let's get back to the story. So they're all thinking all this stuff. And Jesus says, you know, I walked into this house. You didn't kiss me. You didn't wash my feet. You didn't do all of the things that you should do for an honored guest. But she's done it all but at such a deep level. level and here's why. It's because whoever is forgiven much loves much. Hallelujah. When you receive the love of God, one of the biggest powerful things that happen is you receive his forgiveness. You see, and when you receive God's forgiveness, something inside of you is set free. No one can deal with our own guilt and our own shame. And when that really happens, look, one more quick story. I won't be too much longer, but listen to this. I remember when Chrissy and I were in the ministry in Omaha, and there was a guy who was a, a bank, young guy, bank president. Like, like he was like in his, he was like 32 years old. He became a bank president. He was a, a kind of a business whiz. And um, he started to get, he got so ambitious, he started to do all of these crazy deals. He kind of destroyed the bank. And um, uh, he got arrested. He did illegal things. Horrible. He had everything. He destroyed everything. For a little while while he was wait, waiting to be sentenced, we let him work at the church. And one of the things that happened while he was working at the church is things just started, to, things were just missing. And so anyway, I remember I went to the court that day and the judge declared him not guilty and off he was to go. And then uh, his wife was looking in a certain place in the garage and like, he stole Bibles from my office. He stole keyboard. He stole all kinds of stuff. So, I don't know, six weeks go by, and the wife said, I, I don't want anything to do with him. This is a very important story. I don't want anything to do with him anymore. We had everything. He destroyed everything. Nothing is good anymore. Our kids are heartbroken and all of the above. And I was just like trying to... You know, my heart was broken for her. One day, I hear she's going to visit him at the prison and all of the above. And then I started to talk to her. And I said to her, what happened? She said, one day I was reading my Bible. And then God showed me, me. And he said, but I still love you. I love you. And... She said, as I just received God's love for me, it like made everything my husband did tiny. Today, he's in the ministry, they're serving God, and they are blessed because of receiving. So let me just say this, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter what you're going through today, breakthrough takes place when we receive the love of Jesus. It's powerful. 
Christmas every year, it's to remind us, let earth receive her king. Have you received the king of glory? Receive the love of God. That's when you're your best. Well, you don't understand how 